Welcome to the Indie Experts Podcast, where we're unlocking all the secrets you need to know about writing, producing and publishing non-fiction books that really work hard for authors. Join Dixie and Anne as they help you navigate all the tricks, traps and the majestic tapestry of storytelling as a means of sharing your expertise to your market. Welcome everybody. It's really great to have you all here and we're in fabulous April. So my goodness, the year is ticking by so fast. And this morning, I'm so delighted to be welcoming the fabulous Jules Brook. And uh, Jules and I only got to know each other fairly recently, but I think we're firm friends already. And we've been so busy talking about PR and all things PR and how um, PR for authors is such an important thing to get our heads around. And so what we wanted to what we want to do today is share with you some of the amazing ways that you as authors can tap into not only the fabulous programs that Jules has created, but the ability to understand how and when and where to plan getting onto interview couches, to get onto shows, to promote your book through the media, and how media actually works. Now, I came from a background in marketing and, and PR like years and years ago, uh, have not really delved hugely into the PR arena since arriving in Australia eight years ago, but I know the power of getting onto a TV show or getting onto a radio interview and being able to talk about your book. And this is a long way away from just um, general advertising. So Jules, welcome it's so great to have you here, and I know we're going to have a fabulous conversation about all things PR, but let's start with you introducing yourself because you've got such a great history and, and background, how you came to being, what you're doing, so share. <laughs> okay, so do you want me to take you back to why I started handling your own PR in the first place? Absolutely, that's a great place to start. Okay, so um, hi everyone, I'm Jules, <laughs> and I'm down in Melbourne where it's freezing, Um so, uh, yeah, so what I did was I, look, it's a, it's a long story. I'll tell you from the beginning. So basically I um, had a PR, not a PR agency. I had what I thought was a graphic design business, which wasn't going particularly well. And I got to go out to a party and met Mark Mitchell, do you, who you probably remember, you know, Con the Fruiterer. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I met him at this party and he got completely the wrong end of the stick. And he rings me about two weeks later and said, Jules, they're bringing out a Best of Con the Fruitera DVD and I've told them that you're the best person in Melbourne to do the PR. And, I, and there was five grand dangling. And let me tell you, at the time I had a very young son and I was like, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> so I said yes and then I rang around all my friends who were in PR and said, right, who can do it? I'll take the job, you know, and I'll deal with the client and you can do the work. And they were all really busy and they said, no, no, give it a go. So I did, and I had no idea what I was doing, but I basically rang a whole lot of producers and um, uh, from radio and TV and said, listen, I've got Mark Mitchell here for an interview. Would you like it? They all said, yep, yep, no problem. Uh, and I got about five or six interviews, and I went back to the DVD company and said, look, I've got five or six interviews. And they went, oh, my God, you're amazing. Here's another five DVDs. And so I started an agency and uh, taught myself completely how to do it, then brought on a whole lot of staff who were my friends, really. So they were salespeople and chefs and hairdressers, and I taught them how to do PR as well. And mm -hmm. so we had this agency that specialised in 
small business owners, entrepreneurs, inventors, authors, that kind of thing. And then the GFC hit in 2009. And funnily enough, PR went to the bottom of the, what, am I, what do I feel like paying for this month? And uh, yeah, so all our clients peeled off and I just had this light bulb moment and I went, hang on a minute, the media is desperate for content and I can't tell you how desperate they are and we can talk about that, Dixie, but they really, really need content and I've got all these amazing business owners, why don't I just teach them how to go directly and cut out the middleman? And so I set up a business called Handle Your Own PR at the same time as having the agency and then in 2015-ish, I got out of the agency and decided I'd just focus on Handle Your Own PR. Um, and what we were doing really in the early days was selling media contact lists and telling people how to use them. Mm -hmm. um, and what we realised quite quickly was that you can't just give people media contacts and hope that it'll work because you need to understand the way to write that mm -hmm. the media will pick up. So then I started coaching people. And then in 2015, I did the absolutely insane thing that no um, entrepreneur should do. And I sold my house to put it into the business, the money. And I built a PR SaaS platform. And what that means, software as a service, it basically means that you go on and you manage your whole PR campaign through a website. And so I built um, a platform that's got about three or 4,000 journalist contacts in it, including TV, radio, print, newspapers, blogs, and a whole lot more. Um, you go on, you, and, and I'm sure I'm happy to show you a bit later, but you go mm -hmm. on, you build your media contact list. It's got a template for your media release, you know, click here to put your logo, click here to put your photo, here's your headline, here's your body copy. Then you choose what journalists you want to send it out to because it's got all the journalist phone numbers and email addresses. Um, and you send out a little email and it goes out from your email address, but it goes out to all the journalists mail merge so they all think they're the only one and um, and then I've got a follow-up stage in there as well because again we can talk about that but following up to any journalist that hasn't responded to you is really important you mustn't assume they're not interested you just assume they haven't seen the email so you go back and say hi just checking you know did you see this and was there any interest so that's really the business that I set up in 2009 and then again 2017 we launched the platform and I've been doing it for a very long time and I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of people that a lot of them have never done any marketing, don't know anything about PR and have been getting lots and lots of really great coverage on, you know, interviews mm -hmm. on TV and radio, lots of features in magazines and newspapers, depending on who their market is. So that's um, me. <laughs> so your, your entry into it is not dissimilar to my own. I think these days, you know, you can decide to go to university and get a degree in all things marketing or all things PR or business communications. Um, back in, you know, even as few as 10 years ago, uh, if you wanted to get into any of those areas, you could simply just learn it at the coalface and really become an expert in, in one of those areas. But now it's so much harder. And one of the things that I was always struck by when I got into PR was the fact that it is so different than just standard marketing. So, yeah. for example, um, you know, my understanding way back in the, the early days of getting into marketing and branding was that, you know, hey, PR was, you know, just kind of a, a little bit of a talk to the media, talk to the, the, the journalists, and that everyone would want your story. 
but as you've pointed out, it's so not true. And there is such a big difference between PR and communicating with the media and getting the right story, the right flavor, the right pitch. Uh, and, you know, so understanding that and, you know, congrats to you for figuring that out uh, <laughs> as you go along. <laughs> such an amazing job of it. Because when I looked at the program that you've created, because back in the day, it was, it was simply a matter of, you know, can you buy the lists? Can you contact the, the journalists one by one? You've got to know which, which stations, which whatever. What you've created makes it so incredibly easy and straightforward. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about, you know, you came from a graphic design company. What was the big learning curve that you went through about the difference between that and PR when you first got into this? Look, the, the biggest thing that I learned and that I have had to teach lots and lots of people is that when you when you're doing marketing you normally and you're talking about your own business or your own book you would normally promote it so you go guess what I've got this great book this is how amazing it is and this is what's inside it and um, you know and and therefore you'll be interested but PR is sort of counterintuitive in that it can't all be about you it's actually all about the audience of the media outlet so, so you can't go and make an announcement anymore because the media just aren't interested. And the other thing that is that, um, and this is just particularly these days because of what has been happening in the media, is that journalists are being let go left, right and centre. So there aren't enough journalists to write all the stories. So therefore, if you can send them a story that has been written that will help their audience in some way, then immediately they're interested. And if you can send a photo that goes with it, because of course, you've never read an article in a magazine, newspaper or online that doesn't have a photo to illustrate it. And if you don't give them the photo, they've got to come and go and find one themselves. So if you can give them a great article and a photo that goes with it, then you're in with a very, very good chance that they will pick it up. So I think the biggest thing though, is that counterintuitive kind of approach, which is, you, you put out loads and loads of information that will help people. And then at the bottom say, for further information, go to www. You know, whatever your website is, as mm. opposed to leading with, guess what, there's this amazing business or amazing person or whatever. And then, and then putting the, um, and then just put it, you know, and, and leading with that, that's not what you need to lead with. You need to lead with how you can solve a problem for someone, basically. Mm. Absolutely. So what, um, one of the things that I learned early was that there's a big difference between an advertorial and an editorial. Yeah. An editorial is more about the content of, you know, where it's value for the reader or the listener. Um, advertorial is what you pay for. That's so right. that's one of the first things that people need to understand is that if you are being asked to pay for your story to go somewhere, that's not PR. Um, PR is all about um, making sure that they're interested because it's actually newsworthy. And it might not be newsworthy to go on to the six o'clock news, but it will be newsworthy for particular types of publications. So choosing who you want to put your story to is, is part of the whole key to making PR work. And what you've managed to do is pull this amazing list of, as you say, 3,000 odd journalists together. But, you know, it's not a matter of everybody then just wanting to no. say, hey, you know. So talk to us a little bit about how, how, how we choose the right. Oh, great, great, great question. I love that one, Dixie. Okay, <laughs> so the, the easiest way 
for you to do marketing is for you to create, think of who your target market is. So I'll give you an example. Let's say your target market is mums, you know, for whatever reason, that's, that's who you're aiming for. Now, you can't just talk to mums any more than you can talk to small business owners or you can talk to women. It's just too broad and there's too many kinds of people in, that, in those groups. So you really need to niche down your markets. So if I was going to mums, I'd say there are grandmothers, there are working mums who are older, there are working mums who are younger, there are stay-at-home mums, there are very young mums, um, and, you know, and then there's all the people around mums. So there's dads, there's cousins, aunts, uncles, all that kind of thing. So if you were going to market to them, it is much more powerful to be able to go to a young mum and say, we all know what it's like, you know, when you've got the kids around your ankles and you haven't got time to do whatever, you should, you know, this is why this book would be great for you, compared to going to a grandmother and saying, you've got time on your hands, you only see the kids once or twice a week, but you want them to think about you. Why don't you read them a book? And here's a book you can read with them. So straight away, you can see that my messages are different because I'm talking to different people. So the best thing you can do is to look at who you think will be your target market and then break it down into as small niches as you can. Literally, if you could go women who have one child between, you know, 25 and 30, then you're able to exactly to speak in a message that will resonate with those people. And then you do the same with all the other niche markets. So for instance, with Handle Your Own PR, in theory, we are targeting small business owners and entrepreneurs, but small business owners come in lots of shapes and sizes as well. So I might decide that I'm gonna go for industries and I might say, okay, I'm gonna to go to the retail industry because I know there's lots of small business owners there. Then I'm going to go to the finance industry. Then I'm, you know, so I could choose all those little markets and then go to the magazines and newspapers that those people read. So if I was going to entrepreneurs, I might go to Anthill and the entrepreneurial media. Um, if I was going to go to retailers, I'd be going to inside retail and retail world. If I was going to tradies, I might go to radio because I know they often have the radio on in the background. I might go to the tradie magazines um, and I might go to the sort of hobby magazines for renovating homes. So mm. the more you can niche down your market, the easier it is to work out what media to go to. Because when you start thinking, okay, I need to get to 16 year old girls, you go, well, that's Girlfriend magazine. That's probably um, weekend newspapers or weekend inserts in magazines. So you start thinking about who those specific people, um, who those specific people are, what, sorry, what media those specific people are going to be reading, listening to whatever. And that's how you work out who your market is mm. and who to, what media to target. And, you know, I would you agree that there you don't always just get only one bite of the cherry? Quite often you can say, look, you know, this book or this story could be put out, you know, in three stages through to three slightly com comparative but slightly different markets. So yep. you don't have to just go, oh, I've only got one shot at this. No, no. And I'll give you an example. I've got a, there's a woman who owns a branding agency in Sydney and she's written a couple of books. And she wrote a media release at the beginning of the lockdown last year about what's going to happen to retail in the pandemic. And it was published 18 different times by different media outlets. So you can send a media release out. And, and what she often does is there's two sort of tricks to it. One is 
offer to tweak it for their market if they would like. So if, if you say, you know, I've sent a general release about whatever your book is about, not about or, or something that's inside your book, then you might go to them and say, you know, would you like me to tweak it slightly for your market? And the other thing I always encourage you to do is say, if you like this, here are three other topics I could write about. And as authors, sorry, can I just jump into the whole author thing as well, specifically? Dixie? Absolutely, please do. The easiest way for you to think about marketing your book or doing PR for your book is to remember that these days there are so many self-published authors and that, that sending them out willy-nilly to, uh, sending those books out willy-nilly to journalists is just a waste of money and a waste of time because they're not going to read it. And what a lot of journalists have said to me, and I know this is very brutal, but I'm going to tell you how to get around it, is they said, if somebody sends me a book and it's self-published, I'll probably just chuck it in the waste paper basket because there is nowhere, but there's nobody that is looking at the quality of the writing in a lot of cases. And we all know that there are rubbish books out there. Mm. You know, the people have just written, they can't have no grammar, they haven't you know, got anyone to edit it properly. So, and it's very hard for a journalist who's trying to churn through a lot to know what's a good book and what's not a good book. So the best way for you to market your book is to take the content that's in the book and then use that content to write media releases. So you could write a media release for each chapter and a media release is five or 600 words. It's not a massive epistle. So you write, so say you've got a book about, I don't know, I'll, I'll use this branding woman. So it was about, she had the, the recipe for marketing or the recipe for branding or something. So the first one might've been what you need to get ready. Now she could write a media release about what you need to think about before you go to a branding agency. Chapter two might've been um, how to write a brief. So she might write a media release, how to write a brief for a branding agency and send it out to, she did one, a great one. She said, she said, personal trainers and uh, gym owners are actually really bad at branding. I want to try that. And she went to Oxygen magazine, which is actually a consumer magazine for people that are into fitness and sport, wrote five things you need to know about branding for your gym company. And they loved it so much. They asked her to write a, a, an article every month. So, and she got a double page spread out of it. So it's, it's, it's good to think outside of the square and it's really good to, you're very lucky as authors because you've spent time thinking about your content and thinking how to break it up. And you probably have spent time, or I'd like to think you have, thinking of your chapter headings and what the title might be for it. So use those chapter headings because that's going to really help with your SEO as well mm -hmm. as a headline and then do a synopsis of what's in the chapter in five or 600 words and send that out. That then gives you 12 or 15 media releases that you can send out. And that, to go back to Dixie's um, comment before about uh, you can go back multiple times, journalists are receiving media releases all the time. If we were in an agency, all of us, then all of us would be sending out five or six media releases a day to different media outlets. So don't feel that you can't go back to the same media outlet with a different angle. They love it and mm. they need that content. So they might say no to being prepared, how to get prepared for a branding agency, but they might say yes to how to write a brief. So you just keep sending them through. Um, and if somebody says, look, I don't like any of this, then you go, okay, fine, I'll cross them off my list and I won't go back to them. But if, unless they tell you to get lost, I would just keep sending them new angles all the time because yeah. you just don't know what'll work. That's a great point. And, you know, you've always got to have something that leads them back to, well, what else can you do? 
Yeah. So, you know, you just talked about, you know, the, the lady who got the, the opportunity to, to write a, a column every month. Yeah. Writing a column is the single biggest bonus thing you can get out of writing a press release and getting it picked up. Because as soon as you get invited to write a column, and I had one in a newspaper, um, just, it was just a local small newspaper years ago. And I got so much work out of that. Yeah. I mean, I only did it for a year. And it was just simply about marketing and it was pretty basic. And I really, to be honest, probably didn't really know what I was doing because um, I was still kind of learning as I was going. But that's probably that, what I loved about it, Dixie, that you were explaining what you were learning as you were going. And the value in getting a regular piece or a regular column because you are perceived to be someone who has expertise beyond what everybody else has in that particular area and you know there's a lot of talk about how you know all the small newspapers are sort of falling over a bit by bit and you know media is not the way it used to be there are still truckloads of uh, magazines and newspapers especially local rags that are desperate for content and desperate to find good people that can predictably and sustainably fill you know a quarter of a page every month or every week every week and there are also industry magazines. So depending on who you're targeting, for instance, if you were wanting to get to the, if it was about travel, for instance, there is a newsletter that goes out to the travel agents in, from the travel agents industry that goes to 65,000 travel agents every week. Almost every industry body has a newsletter that goes out to their members. And often they're looking for content for that as well, because it's sometimes the girl in the office, you know, who's being made to put it all together. Um, so think about those sorts of things. Think about in-flight magazines and think about local radio stations and consumer magazines, of course, as well. But there's all, all sorts of different things that you guys can do because you can give away books. Competitions mm. are another way that work really well because if you give them four books to give away, they then put normally do quite big promotions around what it is they're giving away because they want their readers to apply and you know, get excited about it. So they will really plug your book or, or your content and push it out to all of their readers or all of their community to say, here's a chance to win this amazing book. It's been written by this amazing author. This is what it's all about. You know, put your details down below and you'll go in the running to win one. Um, and that gives you exposure over maybe a week or so as well. There is, um, I don't know whether it's changed its name, but there's a fantastic website called Prize Pig. Um, .com.au, I think it is. Uh, it used to be free. I think you've got to pay a little bit of money now, but it's where the media goes. See, there are people in every media outlet and their job is to put together competitions. Okay. And they, you know, you think, oh, it's easy to get prizes, but it isn't, you know, when you've got to get loads all the time. So what they do is they put up on this website um, what they're looking for and what they'll give you in return. And an example is Studio 10. So Studio 10, which is a morning show on Channel 10, normally have an audience of 60 members. And they say, if you can give a gift to their members, uh, sorry, their audience. So if you can give a gift to their audience, so 60 units of something, they will give you two minutes on air plugging your product and telling everyone all about it, uh, that you can control kind of, and, and something like that, same with a competition, they'll be quite commercial about it. So with editorial, it's very delicate how you can push your message out. And really, the media will only push people to a website. They'll never print an email address. They'll never print um, 
uh, a phone number, anything like that. So it's only going to send someone to your website and then your website needs to do the heavy lifting from there. Mm. Um, but if you do a competition, they may well say, and it's $15.99, and if you use this promo code, you can have a 10% discount or whatever. Mm. So, you know, you can think outside the square as to um, where you could get your book. Another one that's great for television is if you're watching Australian dramas, because it needs to be made here, you know, and there's a character that you think would like your book, you can ring the media outlets. So let's say you wanted to be on Home and Away and there's a bookworm, there's a girl who's a bookworm and you happen to have written a book for young girls. You could ring um, Channel 7 and, and ask to speak to the art department because they're the one who put together the props and say, look, you've got a bookworm on your show and I've just written a book that's perfect for teenage girls. If you've got a scene where she's sitting reading a book somewhere, can I give you my book to use? And hardly anyone thinks about doing that. So um, mm. that can be another great way to sort of get them, you know, get a bit more exposure. And it's really not about whether you get a huge reaction from the TV anyway. And Dixie will agree. It's what you can do with PR afterwards. Getting published is part one of a, you know, two-part process and part two is all about what you can do to magnify it by pushing it out on social media, putting it on your website, blogging about it, putting it in a newsletter, you know, whatever it might be. There's just so much you can do with it afterwards, which is, I think, what makes it the most unique kind of marketing around, because not only is it free, but also it's got legs and you can still use, you know, and it'll give you great SEO. I've still, if you Googled my name, you would find articles from 10 years ago that are still showing up as Jules is an expert at PR. So, mm. um, you know, it's an incredibly powerful tool. Mm, and you probably think about, I know when I read the Saturday magazines and newspapers, one of the things that the age used to do in Melbourne is the app of the week. And I wouldn't even question it. If they told me it was a good app and it was something that was relevant to me, I'd just go and download it. So mm. it engenders enormous trust straight away. Um, with PR, if you've read about it or seen it somewhere, then you think immediately it's got credibility. You don't Absolutely. question that. Because of. we assume, don't we, that um, if, if it's been published by a credible magazine, newspaper, TV, radio, whatever, if that's credible, then we assume automatically that they have checked out who that's they're getting their information from. It's almost right. like a, a standard. It's nearly um, as powerful as word of mouth. You know, if, if your best friend told you, oh, my God, I've read this book, it's amazing, you've got to go and read it, you would go and read it or you'd go and have a look at it. It's the same thing if a newspaper that you love and the editor or the journalist is saying you've got to go and read this book. Mm. You know, immediately you go, oh, well, I might just go and have to check it out. Absolutely. Um, the, can you talk a little bit about bylines, the importance of a byline? Yes, I'm not sure what you mean. Uh, so if you are, well, let me just qualify that, Dixie, because sure. if you write a complete article these days, they won't always give you the credit. I just have to say that up front because mm -hmm. they are so desperate now for content that, that you write the article which is about your book and say at the bottom to go to your website, that might be all that they use. And they sometimes when you send it out, they'll cut and paste it, put it in the magazine and send you a link and say it's already up. Yeah. Um, but if you can, and if you can be a regular contributor to a magazine, then they will give you a byline. And the byline is when it says this person has written this. And you need to, when you're sending out completed articles, you need to send what, what I call a, a small bio. It's about 25 words about yourself. 
Um, I haven't got an example that I can show you, but if you've written the article, often they'll give you a little block at the bottom and it'll say, Jules Brooke is the owner of Handle Your Own PR and she specialises in helping people in PR. Uh, for more information, go to www.handleyourownpr. So I write, for instance, one of the big articles that I got was a double page spread in franchise, what is it? Um, Business Buyers and Franchise Magazine. And if anyone ever needs to go to any, any of those kind of things, that magazine is always looking for content. And he did a big double page spread about why every business should be doing PR, which is my sort of standard one I send out everywhere. And then this nice little, little photo of me and a little blurb that sort of said a little bit about me and told everyone to go to the website if they wanted to know more. Yeah. So you can get that kind of thing. And if you can get regular, as we were talking about, become a regular contributor to something, they will absolutely print your byline and make a big deal out of you. The Shaker magazine in Sydney took um, Stella Giannotto, who's the woman who owns the branding agency, and actually wrote a whole article about her becoming a regular contributor. So wow. that can happen as well. It's, it's interesting, you know, there's so much random stuff that can happen in PR. And, you know, as you say, there is so much value in getting onto a show or getting on, getting into an interview. I remember um, I did a book a few years ago called Golden Nuggets, and it was just kind of like a gift for my son when he was turning 18, and it was like all this really cool advice pieces. And, um, and I sent it off to the, the TV station um, with a um, – actually, I didn't send the book. I sent – a press release about it and it had a picture of the book on the cover and the book is all like got golden eggs and you know chickens and it's all yellow and all that sort of thing and um they literally had something really big lined up for that week for that day and that fell over and they decided to have a yellow theme on the Thursday so they mm -hmm. rang me the day before and said can you be here first thing in the morning uh, bring your book uh we'll, we'll feature it on the show not a problem and I'm thinking yay breakfast television 10 to 8 in the morning wow and so I turned up, got ready, uh, went on and yes, had the book. And they were talking to me about the book. It was like all of maybe three minutes. Um, but they literally just, I didn't find out until later. They literally had me on there because the book was yellow and yeah. they had decided to fill the space that they would do a yellow thing morning. It's like random, totally yeah, that's right. that's in right. timing. You just can't, you know, uh, get your head quite around the whole concept of timing until you get into um, media land because sometimes you'll have a really great system you know you're all ready to go online everything's going to happen you're going to be interviewed by you know the, the greatest and, and whoever and then all of a sudden you know Trump will threaten a bushfire happens or a bushfire happens yeah. or something major goes down and all of a sudden you're bumped so it can be as random in the opposite way as well unfortunately yeah um do you want to just talk us through or show us some of what you um, have been referring to in terms of this amazing program so that we can actually have a good look at just how, how easy it is? Because sure. I'm very excited about this. Okay. So I'll show you the PR engine. Um, and But bear in mind, as I was saying that, and I hope I've got it. Hang on. I'm just going to, you're going to have to share my, I'll share my screen and have to find it for you. Um, so... Just, so while you find, just while you're finding that, do you want to um, just remind everyone, if you've got any questions, just fire them through. Yeah, not yet. Because, you know, hey, Jules is here to, to serve and here to answer any questions if you've got them. Um, and back to you, Jules. No, look, I uh, yes, and just to, to reiterate, I am totally here for you. And 
you know, if you want to ask me something about your specific book or your target markets or whatever, I'm pretty good on the fly at coming up with angles or coming up with ideas. So hit me up with whatever you like. So this is Handle Your Own PR. This is the PR engine, we call it. Um, and this is really the tool that you can use. So once you know how to write in that style, this is how you can start getting it out. So when you get to this welcome page, these are all the names of campaigns that I've got. So this is where all your campaigns sit. But let's start a new one. And we'll call it Indie Experts. Now, this name that you write in here is anything that you want it to be. It's your reference for being able to find the media release. No journalist and nobody else will see it. So once you've called it whatever you want to call it, what should we build a media list for, Dixie? Well, have you got a book that can, have you got a topic or a target market you can help we me with? We have. Uh, depression. Right, okay, depression. great. One of our books coming out this week. All right. So, Dixie, if we were going to write a book about depression, we would probably go into lifestyle media. So what the way that the system is set up is you have three different levels and it gets, depending on what you choose at the top level, you get more and more options as you work down. So for instance, under here, there's nothing now. If I click on lifestyle, we get a whole lot of lifestyle categories coming up. If I click on business, I get a whole lot of lifestyle and business media coming up. So it just, whoops, I didn't click on business, but if I did, you'd see. Let's there's a whole well-being. So we're just going to go, we'll go into lifestyle. We'll go into what uh, unknown. See, I have unknown. to say, I have put together this media. I've put together this database and why I would have a category like unknown, I don't know. Um, Let's go with health and well-being. Yeah, thank you. I didn't see that. All right, great. So we go lifestyle and health and well-being. Now we're talking about depression. So we're going to go books because it's a book. We'll do, uh, maybe we'll do alternative lifestyle, health and fitness, healthcare, which is more for the medical side of things. But there might be some nurses um, magazines in there and, and things like that. Um, and let's go into women's interest because the women's magazines will be interested in, in anything around depression, I would think, as well. Then as you come down, you get to see the different media types and you choose the ones that you want. So, and you can see it's got roughly the number of contacts behind those there. So I'm going to do all of it. I would normally do TV and radio separately because when you send out a lot of emails, you can then say this would be perfect for your listeners or your viewers or your readers. So that makes it much easier to sort of um, be able to send it out and make it more personal for them because most journalists want to think that you know at least that you've done a little bit of research and you know what it is that they like writing about. Anyway, okay, now in terms of the New Zealand ones, for you, Sue, I just want you to know I don't have a lot of New Zealand in there. These will be quite old. Um, but we're going, okay, so health and fitness writers, we might do, what other ones do you like in there? Oh, I'm thinking oh, exercise and fitness. Publishing for book. Let's put in book reviews because we book know reviews, that it's a book. Yeah. And then... Oh, holistic living. Holistic living. Mm. Now, can you see that we are building up media contacts on the left? So that we've now put together 188, mm. which I think is fine. You really don't want to have 1,500. Every once in a while when somebody hasn't spent time with me first, they'll go, oh, I sent it out to 1,500 and I didn't get any response. And I'm like, you can't send anything out to 1,500 people and think that it's going to, you know, that kind of a scatter effect really doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to show you, I'll show you how this works 
now and then I'll show you one I prepared a bit earlier that I've actually sent out. So then you come to the media release thing and you literally upload your logo here, upload your hero image, put your headline in here. Whoops, got a couple of other ones. Put the body of the email in here and format it. And then you can, and then it's pre-populated with your contact details. You can add extra photos or whatever else that you want to add in here, but that's mainly images. And, um, and then you can send yourself a test. Now I'll just quickly jump into, there's two things I'll do. I'll show you on the sending page what we have just created just so that you can see how it looks. And then I'll show you one that I've already sent out. So this is the way that it looks and you can see all the journals in here. You must go through these lists because I have put them together and I am a very fallible human um, and make sure that you haven't, because if we've got business in there, it'll have the business of truck driving and it might have the music industry business. So you wanna make sure that they're right for you. And you basically can go through and just pick Say you wanted to get rid of those, you, you can go down the whole page and just remove the ones that you don't want so that you end up with a really great list that is perfect for your book. And then for future campaigns, you can go up here and duplicate it and just take out the old media release and put in a new media release and give it a new name and send it out to the same journalists. But you build your lists in here, you get their phone numbers, you get their name and their email address and stuff. Sorry, I, this is just taking up most of my screen. On every page, I've got um, a little page help, like a little video that just takes you through how to use the page. And if there's multiple pages, you'll see up here, it does 100 to a page. So uh, if you've got 160, then you're going to have two pages. So that's how that one works. Now, let me show you one I've sent out so I can tell you all the other bells and whistles and what happens. And Jules, just while you're looking for that yeah. one, I just want to stress to everybody, and look, this is not about selling anyone a system of any no, kind. No, you know, no. This is not an expensive option either anyway. And we can always do, you know, some of your releases for you. But yeah. the whole point of showing you this is to really stress the fact that this is such an easy system that used to take hours you know days and days to actually go through and formulate these lists or to get to know who these um, journalists are and to be able to then send a release out that's so easy and so well formulated already to be well accepted by the journalists so there are so many tips and tricks within even what you've created here that are just if you've never kind of dabbled in here you won't necessarily appreciate just how comprehensively cool <laughs> this is Oh, and thanks. That's why I got so excited and wanted to have you come and talk to us about this. Um, but for everyone listening, you know, look, you don't have to learn how to do this all by yourself. You know, we're here to help and we're here to even, you know, do some of your press releases for you if you want to when, when we first do your book. This is a game changer for us um, because we haven't really gone into the PR side of a lot of what we do with your books in the past because it's just been too complicated and too time consuming. So, in the past, our default position was to put you in touch with a really good PR person who would be able to do all of this work. And that's why they charge thousands of dollars for this because yeah, it does I mean, take you, you a lot of time. You, you, you wouldn't get away with much under three or four grand a month and probably exactly. for three months as a minimum. So, yeah. so uh, it's, it's an expensive process because it's time consuming. Yeah. And this does absolutely, you know, 
circum short circuit that that time difference. So mm -hmm. you can see I put this is one I've done and I've actually sent it out. So there's my logo, there's my image, my headline, my body copy, and my contact details here. I'm just going to show you all of this because I'll show you how it formats it all. I've added extra photos just because they're you know relevant to my story. They're not actually, but I just put them in to show. Um, how you can add any extra photos. All the photos, by the way, need to be very low res, so under two megabyte, but um, you will be able to, to say to the journalist that you've got a high res version that they can use for printing. Then we have this little um, box under here where you can add any extra information for the journalist that is not part of the media release. So you can see I've said here is a, a, a G Drive link to some images. I might put my um, short bio in there as well. And then when I get down here, oh, what's it doing there? Um, I might send myself a test email. Now, I have put some copy in to suggest what you could write about. And here, here's the bit that I was talking about that I always say, if you're interested in this article or not interested, here are some other topics that I can help you with. And then once you're happy with actually what, let me just send that to myself. So you have to change this copy somewhere in order to be able to send yourself a test. So I'll just send that and I'll show you how that looks in a minute. Um, and then I'm just gonna show you how it, the media release then gets formatted. So this is what the system does. It puts it you know, into a format that the journalist is really used to seeing it in. And then at the bottom, they've got a hyperlink to your website. They've got your details if they want to respond to you. If they click on any of the images, they open up full-sized on the screen. Whoops. And then under here, you've got, that's the extra information for the journalist. So you can sort of see how it formats it that way. Now I will just, so we're back to here, but let me just show you how it gets sent to the journalist. And let's hope. And, you know, the thing too to remember is that the journalists might get a whole bunch of, of press releases every day that are just not up to standard. And they will be very quick to pick the ones that have been done by people who have got no idea how to send a press release. That's this true. actually short circuits that really, really well. And the, yeah, the, the feedback I get from the journalists is, oh my God, I always open the ones from you because I feel like it's from someone I know. And mm. I and they said, it's so annoying. And I said, why? It's perfect for my customers. So <laughs> um, you will find that they will open them in most cases. Now it will, when we send the test email, it comes from Handle Your Own PR but all the emails that you send out to the journalist go from your own inbox. There's the little email that sits at the top for the journalist that normally would say straight away what it is that your media release is about. So you don't have to use my wording, but you need to say straight away, you know, with the pandemic, there's been a lot of depression around. There's a new book that's just come out that addresses this. Uh, please find my media release below. And here are some other topics around the um, or oh, here are some other sub uh, articles I could write around that topic. And then what the system does is it cuts the body of the media release out. We've taken out the image because it didn't get through it. It, with a, it, it sort of got lost in spam filters. So they get it like this so that they don't even have to click on anything to open it. And then they get the fully formatted one that comes as an attachment underneath. So that's how the system works that way. And then... So once you've sent yourself the test email and you can go backwards and forwards and change whatever you like if you think that it's not right, just from either viewing it or, or um, viewing the attachment or sending yourself the test, 
Once you've done that, then and you're happy with it, then you go to the sending page. Now, on the sending page, I showed you um, how it works worked before. Here are some that I've already sent out, and you can see that it has it dates it so that you can go back and look at the campaign and know what day you sent out your media release. We also have this little button that we've put on that you can click if the journalist is out of date. So about 10 to 15% of the journalists are nearly always out of date because they are moving around so much. But I've got someone that sits at an email and literally updates everything that comes through. So if you just let us know, then it will be updated the next time you come in here. And you can see I've made some notes about this journalist in here. Uh, that will appear every time I do a list that has that journalist in it that I can go back and have a look and I'll show you how that works in a minute. So normally it looks like this. Remove from list is only there for when you first get it so that you can either remove them individually or you can go through, select a whole lot and remove them up at the top. Um, but once you're happy with it, then what you can do is select all click at write and send email. You can see that the journalist is gonna get it to their first name. You again, write in your introductory email that's gonna go out with your media release. And these are the email addresses it's gonna go from. You can schedule it to go out if you want to. So you can say, look, I want it to go out first thing tomorrow morning. So you go on this little widget and you go, okay, I'm gonna send it out on Friday morning at 7.48 a.m. And then once you're happy with all of that, you just click send and it will go out to those journalists. Now, once it's gone out, it will, as I said, date it for you. And then what happens is all the journalists that you've sent out to will jump into the follow-up stage. So that happens immediately. And this is a crucial part of doing PR because these days, most people are, are getting picked up on the second email, not the first email. So you just want to send out a little gentle, hi, just checking you saw this. I think it's perfect for your readers. I sent it to you early last week. Haven't heard back from you, wondering if there's any interest. You know, something very sort of light that you're just bumping it up to the top of their inbox again, really. Yeah. So on the follow-up stage, the system is almost the same with a couple of changes. So these are all the journalists I've sent out to. Now, for this woman, she has, let's say she said to me, oh, look, I only work on Tuesday. So I might make a little note that says only works Tuesday so that I can find that in future. And then what you can do with that journalist is color code the row. So if the journalist has said, yes, we're going to publish, you can make it pink. If the journalist has said not sure or hasn't responded, you could make it blue or white. And if the journal isn't interested and says, no, I'm not interested, this isn't right for us then you could make it black. And then what you can do is you select all and you go and unselect the ones that you don't want to send to. You know, if you've color coded them, it doesn't matter if you haven't, you can just, or you can just select them one at a time. It really doesn't matter. And then same thing, you do the review and send up. The email will go out with the media release that says the word follow up in the headline. So the journalist knows you're trying to get an answer out of them. You send out your email again. This time it might be, like I said, that little follow-up, just checking you saw this, were you happy with it? And you click on send. And that's how it works. Oh, and then, sorry, last bit, and I always forget this, is I have got a checklist because I thought no one looked at it and someone said to me the other day, oh, my God, I always do it. Now, on mine, it says the edit, delete, just because I'm an admin. 
but I've got a whole lot of checklists here about have you done this with your publicity? Have you blogged about it? Shared it on your Facebook page? Have you put it on the media page on your website? Emailed it out to your friends? Put it in your newsletter? Tweeted about it? Whatever. It's just a whole lot of ideas for what you can do with that publicity once you've done it. So, so, so Jules, a um, yeah. couple of things. Um, I've just asked everybody if they'd like to put their hands up, if they'd like to get you back for a special training session next week yeah. or, the, or sometime next week or the week after. Yeah. Um, and I'm getting quite a lot of people saying yes. Yay! <laughs> yeah, so maybe coming back and we do a, that special 30-minute training session that you talked sure. about with me earlier um, last week. Um, so there's that, but also... Um, everyone's curious about what sort of investment it takes to get this program up and running. Oh, well, you better start saving your pennies now because it's really, really expensive. It's $350 for three months and $990 for a year. Yeah. So I'm just watching everybody fall off their chairs because that is such an amazing thing. And I've done that on purpose because I want all of you to be able to. Now, Dixie, can I mention the PR Accelerator program as well? I was just going to ask you, do you want to also talk about that? Because um, one of the things that I know that all of our crew are, are doing, all of our VIPs go through an awfully big learning curve once they start working with us. There's so much I to learn about being an expert. <laughs> and so some of them are at a stage where, you know, they've already launched their books or they're ready to launch or they've launched or they're kind of still at the writing stage. So everyone's at different levels. Yep. So some of them will find that this will be amazing for now. And some will say, look, you know, this is great, but I need to park this for six months. And your accelerator is perfect for that because some people are going to need a lot more help and some people are going to need a lot less help. And just tell us about the accelerator. I'll tell you about the accelerator just because two things. One is the price is about to go up. So literally we are putting out a new website with a, with an increased price in about three days. So if anyone is ready now, I would suggest you jump on it at the price. Let me just, I'm going to share screen again and show just you. Just to reiterate, the price to just get this, handle your own PR platform is $395. 350 350 and 900 you, You've just saved $40. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's just for this, what you just saw. That's and again, right. we're not we're not here to try and sell you stuff. But no, God no. If you're doing this yourself, then you're in your own driver's seat, and everything goes out from you. So there is value in you doing this yourself. If you're completely overwhelmed by the very idea of it, we can send your first press release out, and you know, get your your first part of that happening, so that you can then move into doing this. But yep. the other thing that Jules does brilliantly is train people to know how to do all this stuff and then some. So I'm going to give you a, a, an opportunity to just do a full pitch here now. <laughs> I am, I can't tell you how uncomfortable that makes me feel. I'm just <laughs> going to tell you what I do. And if you want to ask questions, you can. Yeah. But it, it really comes back to the idea that if you don't understand how to write in that style, and, the, and another tip is, journalists are told that they are taught they are taught to write as if their audience is nine years old so again you've got to keep it very simple and there's just trips that ticks god I can't speak tricks and techniques that I can teach you so I have this online program that we are at the moment it's three months I'm about to offer a three six and nine months but for the next two days I think it is we're literally launching the new website this week so the program will stay the same but you can extend it 
um, but the price is going up because I put the price, it used to be 12 grand a year. Um, then with the pandemic, I made it 1800, which is what it is now. It is going to become $1,200 a month for three months. Um, but so this is what it is. It is, um, you get six video lessons from me. Uh, you get you get weekly online mentoring exactly like this. So you can come on once a week on Friday mornings and I do tell me if you've got any questions at all about your particular campaign and I'll help you with it. Um, I, you get three months use of the PR engine included in it. But the big thing I think that makes a really big difference is that I match you with a journalist for a day. So what happens, if, well, I have this accelerated day that you get as part of it. So you spend two hours with me in the morning and I basically do masterclasses. I mean, I do Q&A obviously, but masterclasses around how to pitch to radio, how to pitch to TV, how to write headlines. I just kind of zone in on some important things. Then, I, as I said, I match you with a journalist and I've got some amazing journalists, like absolutely incredible journalists who are very senior and some of them are quite well known. And they, their job is to sit with you. This is all done online. They sit with you in a Zoom call and their job is to help you come up with newsworthy angles that will work. So you might say, look, I've got these 10 ideas run through it with them and they'll go, look, three of those are rubbish. No one's going to pick them up at all. Ooh, love that juicy one. I think you should write about that. And why don't you tweak that one and we could do it this way. Then you write it and the journalist will edit it for you. And then after that four hours where you should write one, at least one or two media releases that are ready to go, you come back to me and I'll help you build a media contact list on the platform and schedule it to go out. Um, you also get, look, an ebook from me. I've written a 40 page ebook, even though I've never written a book book. I've written an ebook, How to Get a Lifetime of Free Publicity. And there's a lot of examples in there. Um, in the group mentoring I do on Fridays, I often bring journalists along as well. And then there's a closed Facebook group. So um, it's a fully comprehensive program that really works well. Uh, and you can go on and have a look on the website at the testimonials and all the rest of it. Um, I've got a little guarantee in there that says that after six weeks, if you've done all the program and you have spent the day with the journalist and you still haven't got anything, I'll give you a 50%. Um, what's the word for it? Anyhow, I'll give you 50% of your money back. And I have to say no one has ever done that because uh, you, you will get coverage. There's, there's no doubt about it at all. And so at the moment, it's 1897, which you can either buy up front or you can buy $7.99 at, um, for a first payment and then three payments of $3.66. So that's the course at the moment. It is going to go up, but, uh, oh, hang on, sorry, I've got to just stop sharing. But um, we're going to work out a deal anyway. I'm going to work out a deal for all of you indie experts with Dixie for that. But it is a really good program. And mm. by the end of it, you will never need to use a publicist again because you'll be used to writing You'll have met with a journalist and I can't tell you how that day works for everyone because they just go, oh, my God, it was amazing. And it's validating and it makes you feel really comfortable that what you're talking about is right um, and that the kinds of articles that you're writing are right. And then, you know, that woman, Stella, sends out a media release every two weeks and actually has to stop because she gets so many inquiries and so many sales, she stops for three months and then she does another three or four months. Now, I wouldn't recommend that anyone do that because actually you want that consistent coverage. Mm. But um, in her case, she was just getting too much new business coming in through the door, which is a really nice problem to have. Um, yeah. 
but it, it they they it look it, it does really work i know that it works and i've been i've been doing the program now for about 3 or 4 years and we just have i spent last year only pushing out success stories on facebook and linkedin and there were about 10 every week that i was doing you know someone's got the front page of this someone's got um you know magazines newspapers radio interviews tv and blogs and all that sort of thing it's all in there and i'm at your service the whole through the whole process every week to answer any questions and and help you where you need it so that that was quite a big plug sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> look you know um this whole industry is all about learning you know what it takes to become an expert and a professional expert you know who stands on stage or whatever your platform is and knows how to reach the people that you want to have an impact on. So that's what Indie Experts is all about, is making sure that you are all empowered to be able to do this and know how to do it really, really well. So this is such a critical part of what it takes to get your book out to the hands of the people that you really want to influence. Um, it helps you to get speaking opportunities. It helps you to fine tune your ability to get the right pitch and like I said, when I met Jules a couple of weeks ago, I thought, oh, my God, this is this is the missing link. And so I was really excited. Now, Anne's already signed up for the Accelerator program last week. Um, so she's going to yeah. be able to tell us how, how fabulous that is from her own experience. But this login details, Jules. You what? Are you, have you got my login details. <laughs> are you, oh, my God, Anne. Uh, and had I known earlier, you could have gone in and told everyone, I will sort that out for you. I've got them here. I'm useless with login details. How many passwords have I got? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, look, this is a powerful program. And, you know, like we said right at the beginning, Jules and I both kind of learned PR and the ins and outs and the weirdness of it kind of by accident or kind of by like, totally by accident. in that position and like, oh, yeah, we can learn that. There's but nothing more sexy now. There's nothing sexier than seeing an article that you have written in print or you know, finally being invited onto TV or for a radio interview. It, it can be nerve-wracking, but as I say to everyone, no journalist out there is out there to trip you up. They want to make you look good because it makes them look good because, you know, so, mm -hmm. so really you just have to think about having just a conversation with someone um, about your book and you know everything that there is to know about your book. So it, and, it's easy. Yeah. And part of this program that you guys are all on with us is all about making sure that you also are feeling confident and competent to, to step onto a media platform. So, you know, we do talk about, you know, what it takes to turn up on the day, whether you're going to need to do your own makeup and hair, um, you know, what what it's all about. We've, we've talked to most of you about sound bites and, you know, speaking in a way that enables the interviewer to ask you the right questions and how to prepare the questions that you want to be asked. So we've got media training somewhat covered, but this level of what you can then do to get those opportunities is just gold. So, and actually that's a good question. I just thought Jules, does your um, accelerator also cover more in-depth levels of media training and being ready no, I don't. I don't read because I work at the very fluffy end of PR where yeah. so I've, I've helped lots and lots of people get onto TV and hardly like I've never had a bad experience with anyone. I can talk you through a little bit of it, yeah. um, but I don't do the heavy media training that, you know, you pay five grand and spend a day in front of a camera and learn how to not no. have that tech that you do or whatever it might be. <laughs> yeah. um, 
But I know people that can do it, but I, I don't do that. And it sounds like, I mean, really for the yeah, kind we, of... We cover, we cover the basics enough to be able to make sure everybody, um, you know, is, is confident to, to turn up. Um, and then we've also got Tanya, of course, who can put people in front of camera and make sure that you yeah, feel great. in camera. So, you know, we've got all of that side covered. This, as I said before, this is kind of the missing link. Great. So um, I've just got a couple of questions here. Yeah. Um, Rosie, um, having requests in the last 10 days for media, not really sure how to address this. So if some, so we've got actually two authors at the moment who I know are experiencing inquiries from media for either interviews or for submissions of content. How, yeah. do, you, how do you recommend that they first um, address those inquiries before they've even started the accelerator? I would say yes. <laughs> First thing, first thing is always say yes, because you can always say no later. But I mean, you want as much media as you possibly can. So the more that you have, even if it's a really small magazine or newspaper, it'll still add to your SEO. It still means if anyone Googles your name or the book, that there's a whole lot of content underneath there. So I would be saying yes. Um, I would definitely have a chat with them. Some of them might want an exclusive. What they mean by that is that they are the only ones who get that story. Now, if you're going to do that, then you just give them an angle and you you sort of talk to an angle because then you can go to another media outlet and give them an exclusive as well. Mm. Um, but I wouldn't offer an exclusive unless they've asked you and they will ask you. In, and if they do, then you can say, you know, so if you're sending something out in print, for instance, and they ask for an exclusive, you say, how long, how long do you need before you'll be able to confirm that you're going to use it? because they will ask for an exclusive and then they'll go, they have to go off and ask the editor and say, I'd like to do this story. Is that okay? Um, normally on a newspaper, they'll give you sort of, you know, an answer within 24 hours, but be aware if you're going to a monthly magazine, they might ask, say, look, I want a week. And you need to say to them, listen, I need an answer as soon as possible because I want to go out to the other media. But what I always suggest is that you have at least a couple of angles or a couple of media releases written. So if someone does ask for that, you can leave that with them and then keep going out with the other one that you've got. Mm, yeah, good advice. Um, so what I think we're going to do, Jules, is definitely get you to come back and do a, a special training session sure. on media for our, our crew here. Um, and we'll, we'll organise a time for that to happen in the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. um, but look, honestly, if anyone's still got more questions, please, you know, fire them through. We're here to ask, we're here to answer. And if you think of them later, then just, you know, contact Jules direct or, you know, send them to me and, and yeah. we'll set up a special, you know, conversation one-on-one. -on -one. We can do another q and I mean, I'm, I'm happy to do whatever I love. I just want people to know that PR is really easy once you understand the technique and that it's just the best kind of marketing you can do, I reckon, because it, it's free and it's so powerful. Absolutely. And, you know, um, we're going to have to wrap this up in a minute because we do try and keep it for just under an hour. And we've just gone over an hour today. But um, I know that you all agree that Jules has been fantastic today. And it's been really interesting hearing what she's had to say about PR and how much easier it can be than what we've all been often led to believe in the past and that she's got some amazing resources there that we can tap into. So I'm really excited that Jules is part of our, you know, VIP, you know, tribe now, and, um, and that we're going to be doing a lot more work together. So um, if anyone wants to fire a last question through just before we finish, that'd be great. Now's the time to do it. 
Um, otherwise, we're going to just have to wrap this up and say thank you so much. And Jules, you'll do a follow-up um, note out to everybody that we can send out later today with the recording for um, what those options and offers are so that we can just reiterate what those, those value propositions are. Absolutely. No problem at all. And, um, yeah, good luck with everyone. And, listen, if you want to, I've got to handle your own PR Facebook group. You can always send me a message via Facebook or via LinkedIn. I'm all over them all the time. If you've got any questions or if you want to have a quick call or whatever, otherwise could do it through Dixie and I'll just keep coming back and answering questions within the group. It's kind of nice if you do it in the group because then everyone gets to hear the answer, yeah. which is you know, a benefit to everyone. But thank you so much for asking me, Dixie. I love thank being you. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much. Well, that's one more flag on the map clearly identified. For extra author resources to make your journey even more enjoyable and stress-free, visit www.indieexperts.com.au. You can locate us on all our social media platforms by just searching for Indie Experts. Join Dixie and Anne next time for more navigating the journey of sharing expertise through publishing books that work harder.